Good evening, saints of God. We thank God for His blessing. We thank God for a new day. We thank God for all that He has done for us. This year, our theme is our year of knowing God. And to know a person, you must know how to address them. You must know their name at least. So this week, we'll be looking at the names of God. It's important that we know His name. And it's, important, it's an important weapon in prayer in our work with God. So let's pray. Our Lord and our King, we are grateful. We thank you. You have kept us and preserved us from the start of the year to this point in time. You've watched over us. You've helped us overcome all manner of terrors, things that would have threatened our lives and things that would have threatened our faith. We come before you today to feast, to have a supper with you. Lord, some of us are babies. Some of us are a bit more mature. Feed us with the milk, the meat, and the bones we are with. That we will we'll grow strong, we will have the grace to keep the armor intact, to contend for our souls, to battle for the souls of those who are lost. And Lord, to bring back, O oh God, from the depths of despair, those, Father, who are about to give up. Speak to us today, Lord. Light our path, Father. Help us, O oh God, to have deep understanding of your name and who you are. That Lord Jesus Christ will run our race, to oh God, with diligence and to the end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, one huge question in the minds of everybody who is reasonable and intelligent is, where do we come from? This expression or this question is actually captured very well in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 4. It says, who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if thou canst tell? Now, this is a, in summary, this is a smart, intelligent person asking, ah, where did we come from? Why is the world so organized? Look at the winds. What keeps them in check? How come everything that seems so complex, the animals, the wind, the sea, the fish, the birds, all live in such harmony? Who is in control? The answer to this question is given by God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. He tells us plainly he is the one. He made all things. So Genesis 1 1 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. In the Hebrew text, the God mentioned here is Elohim. Elohim means supreme one or mighty one. So he reveals himself to us saying point blank that I am the supreme one. I created heaven and the earth. So it shows us exactly who is in charge of all these things. Now, God created the heaven and the earth for a single purpose, for his own glory. So he, he, has a, he created the world beautifully, the sun, the moon, the stars. He made a perfect place. He made a garden called Eden. He made man in his image and his likeness and put man in the garden. And he had fellowship with us. Every single day he would come down, walk in the garden and speak with men and so that there was a fellowship between God and man. And there was no barrier because his glory covered man as well. Then you, you jump to Genesis chapter 3 where man, knowing the full will of God, disobeys God, eats a forbidden fruit and falls into sin. At the point of sin, God's glory departs. We find that we are naked. We, are, we, we feel we have to hide from God and we are separate from God. The sin that happens in Genesis 3, if you move to Genesis chapter 4, sin escalates, then builds up to hatred between brothers and to a point where Cain murders Abel out of anger 
and out of jealousy. At this point, man is, has moved even further from God. And as we move from God, since God is light, we are going to deeper darkness. There seems to be no hope until God touches the heart of man when Enos is born and men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. The question is, why his name? Why not just call on, generally just say a general God? Why call upon his name? Why call on Elohim? Why say my mighty one? Why say, why say creator? Why call on his name? That's because Bible says in Romans chapter 13, chapter 10 verse 13, that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. His name is a strong tower. His name is mighty. In the Old Testament, you hear of David going to battle against Goliath. And he says, I come against you in the name of the Lord. The name is what gave him the power to battle Goliath and bring him down. We find that when we are in trouble, we call upon the name of the Lord to strengthen us, to, 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 to keep our faith intact, so we're able to contend for our own souls and keep ourselves sound in the faith, of, of in, in, in our current faith. So we call on the name of the Lord because it is our only means of salvation and our strong tower. Now, after we call upon the name of the Lord, what do we expect to happen? We call on God's name because we expect to be saved. Salvation from what? We saved from sin and death. Bible says that in John chapter 1 verse 14, that the word became flesh. The word actually is Jesus Christ. God knowing that he, um, he had to reconcile himself back to man, reveals himself to us in Christ Jesus. Jesus incidentally means savior. So if you say that if men call on God for salvation, then we are called upon Jesus because he is a savior of the world and for all men who have faith in him. So when we call upon Jesus Christ, what do we expect? The um, Bible says that there is no other name given under heaven by which men can be saved but by Jesus Christ. And this is in Acts chapter 4 verse 12. So we call upon Jesus physically so that we will be saved. What happens when we call upon him? Number one, it says the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10 that God's name is a strong tower. A tower, if you, if, if, if you think of any war setting, usually the highest point is where you feel safe. So you look, example, if you look at the geography of Ghana, we have the Quapim, Ridge, Quapim Hills where people would hide away from their shanties because they felt they were under attack. So the higher you go, higher places are places of, of security and rest and safety. So a tower is a place you hide from trouble. So the God's name is a strong tower that righteous men are saved. But you look at it, how do we become righteous? Because the Bible says our righteousness is like, it's like filthy rags before God. We can't be, make ourselves righteous up to God's name because God is holy and He's far removed from us. So when we call upon God, we ask him to be saved. So when you say Lord Jesus, or we say Elohim, Master, Mighty One, save me, you're asking that he makes you in a form that you are able to stand before his presence. Because you see, Bible says that if, if we dwell in a secret place, we're under his shadow. How we go secret if unless we are holy and righteous, if we, if we get close to God, his holiness will slay us, will destroy us, for he is, he is a consuming fire. So Bible says that in Psalm 51 verse 10, creating me a clean heart, our hearts must be clean. Bible says out of our hearts, abundance of our hearts, the mouth speaks. Out of our hearts flow the issues of life. So if our hearts are clean, the water that comes out of our hearts, the, the, the issues that come out of our hearts will be clean. That will edify others and not cause people to, to, be, to, be, to, to sin or to be harmed. So if we call on his name, we are saying Elohim. Elohim, save us, change me, give me a new heart. In Ezekiel, it says, I will give you a heart, I take away the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. So as you see, of course, a heart of flesh can be pierced, can be divided, can, can be molded to be to, into a form that can follow God. It will not be resist any change that God expects of us. 
So that's what God says. So if we call on him for help, he will change our hearts. He will give us a clean heart. He will give us, he will be a strong tower where we can hide in him in all times of trouble or stress. Now, when we have this clean heart, Bible says that we should put on a new man. Ephesians chapter 4, chapter 2, verse 10. That that we are God's workmanship and He creates in us, He makes us a new man. So if you look at it, when we become, when we call upon God and we are saved, Bible says that all things are passed away. Second, 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 second Corinthians chapter, chapter 5, verse 17. All things are passed away. If any man is in Christ, we are a new creature. So God creates us. So you see God's creating power again. He, what He is telling us in Genesis 1, 1 that is the fact that I am God. You are without form and void because you do not know me. You are in darkness. But my spirit is upon the earth to touch the hearts of those who will listen to that they will believe in Christ. When you believe in him, he creates a new man. You, you call upon him because out of faith, by faith, you, 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 you believe in the name of Jesus Christ. He makes you a new person. And that new man is then able to become a child of God who knows and can walk with God in all power and glory. So that is what he says he will do for you. So we know his name so we can call upon the name and his name because we call him by name specifically that that elohim save me elohim save me because we call you know that this is the true god he will reveal himself to you through jesus christ and by faith in christ Jesus, you will become a born again person a child of god who is able to obey his, his father become a son who can hear his father's voice and, and, and walk with him what does this mean in practical terms one are you born again if no then you are just like the world was in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, without form and void. You have no shape or form. There's nothing but doom and destruction waiting for you. But Bible says God is light. So the thing is, he has revealed himself through Jesus Christ. Jesus means savior. Tonight, I invite you to call upon Jesus Christ. Say Jesus. There's a man in, in the Bible in Mark chapter 10 called Bartimaeus. He was a blind man. No, in sin, without Christ, you are blind because there's no light. God is light and you are in darkness. Bartimaeus heard Jesus was passing by and he shouted and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. So call for God's mercy. He says, if you call upon me, I will answer you. Call him for mercy. Say, Lord, I am drowning. Lord, I am without form. Lord, I am in darkness. Save me. He says that if your heart is broken, he will see, he is he, drawn towards you. He will save you. He will make you right. He will make you a son. He will wash you. In Zechariah chapter 4, chapter 3, Bible describes Joshua the high priest being given new garments and his old ones taken off and he was given a fair mitre, a clean set of clothes. God says that I will, I will wash you and make you white as snow. If you reason with me, you believe upon my son, Jesus Christ, he will make you whole again. So call upon him today. Don't mind what the world has to say about you. Whether it says that we are religious freaks or whether it says Christ is dead. No. Out of faith, see God. He reveals himself to those who seek him with all their hearts. Seek him today. He's, 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 he's close to you. God is everywhere. He's by you. But he can't force himself on you and save unless you invite him. So tonight, I invite you to call upon Jesus. Say, Jesus, I am drowning. Jesus, I, am, I, 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 I have no hope. Come and make me whole. He will answer you and make you whole. Are you born again? If yes... Are you going through some struggles or some troubles? If so, Bible says that call upon the Lord in the day of trouble. He will answer you. That's, it. That's Psalm 50 verse 5. So tonight, what are you going through? Are you being threatened with divorce? Are you, are you, are you contemplating suicide? Are you struggling with lies, with a spirit of lust? Are you struggling with any, any sin? That is, are, you, are you drowning? Remember that Peter, when he had failed to walk on water with Jesus Christ, and was drowning, he said, Lord, save me. Call upon the same name Jesus has as to save everybody who calls upon. So tonight, call and say, Lord, 
save me. Lord, I am struggling. I am drowning in sin. I am drowning with this, this particular sin. Help me. He says, I will give you strength. He will lift you up and put you on a, on a rock which can never be shaken. He is a rock. So call, up him, call on him tonight. Cry and say, Jesus, this is my problem. Confess to him your sin. Tell him, this is who I am, Lord. Help me for I can't help myself. He says, I will wash and make you. I will restore you. He will restore you again. Are you born again and you desire to know God more? The secret, the Bible says that in, in Jeremiah 33, call upon him and he will answer. Seek him with all your heart. He will show you secrets that you don't know anything about. Do you seek to know more about Jesus Christ? Do you seek to understand? Do you, do you seek to chew meat and bones? The same solution is to call on Jesus Christ. He will answer you with a word in season. He will reveal himself to you in your way. The word will come alive and will become flesh. It will become practical so you can live by it. So that at the end of the day, you'll be a soldier who has an armor of God from, from helmets of salvation, righteousness, the, 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 the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, and the, the, the shoes of the gospel of peace. So you can go out and take down kingdoms of the devil and build up God's kingdom in the hearts of men so that people are ready for his coming when the trumpet sounds. So tonight... There's this one prayer I want us all to pray. God has revealed himself to us. Initially, in the Old Testament, he was Elohim, the master. Now, he's more personal. He's Jesus, our brother. Jesus, our savior. Jesus, our Lord. Tonight, I invite you to call upon him today. Whatever your circumstance, whether an unbeliever or not, have faith that God, has, who has revealed himself to you, wants, wants to show himself to you more. But you must go to him by faith. So tonight, let's pray. That Jesus Christ will become real to us. That Jesus Christ will, be, will, 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 become, will become more real to us than, than in the past. So that he will give us the power to overcome every weight, every sin, everything that will trap us. So that we will become people who can say like Paul, that I have run my race and I'm, I'm, I'm going before my master for my reward because I finished my work well. So I invite us to pray tonight. So, so in closing, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we have seen you reveal yourself to man. In the Old Testament as Elohim. In the New Testament, you are our King and our Lord. We come before you. For those of us who don't know you, Lord, stare in our hearts to God a desire to know you better. For those of us who God who are who are weak in our faith, who have lost our first love, Lord God, we can let the fire burn brightly that we'll go back to the things we used to do. For those of us who seek to know you more, Lord God. Give us, O oh God, strong teeth to chew the bone of God that we will digest and understand you more and more and go and, and go out to God in, in, in greater faith to contend for, to win battles of victory, O oh God, so that, that your church will stand and that we will, will, be, will be virgin bright to go with, with, with lamps full of oil and light waiting for your coming that we will not be caught in our ways. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.